We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so, and I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest this morning. We're joined by Tiffany Page. She is the Director for Special Initiatives with the Greater Baltimore Urban League. Just uh, That's a promotion for you, isn't it, Tiffany? Good morning, and thank you for joining us. It is, and good morning. Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited because uh, if people don't know, Odyssey, which used to be called Entercom back in the day, partnered with the National Urban League back in October of 2020. And locally, Odyssey Baltimore teamed up with the Greater Baltimore Urban League to advance racial justice and equity in the communities we serve. So part of that partnership that we're so proud of and so excited to be a part of is that we have these quarterly, I kind of hesitate to call them interviews because it's more like, you guys are the star of Spotlight on Maryland for this particular episode uh, a couple times a year because it's really important if people don't know the great work you're doing in the community to to learn, hopefully, by listening to the show, whether it's live or on our website, you know, when it's available there. So thank you so much. And every quarter, Tiffany Majors, your uh, president and uh, chief executive officer, tries to kind of partner us with a different member of her team or sometimes she's on. But it's nice to learn the different people within your organization and the work that they do. And um, so to begin, since we haven't had the pleasure of having you on before, I was just wondering how long you've been with the Greater Baltimore Urban League. And we talked about your recent promotion, which is great. Congratulations on that. And just to learn a little bit more about your background that kind of led you to the Greater Baltimore Urban League and particularly this, um, you know, your current role, how you may have started there and sort of uh, a little background about you. Definitely. Again, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I am fairly new with the Greater Baltimore Urban League. Uh, I'm actually a month in. Uh, You know, I I came to the Urban League working as a business coach initially, uh, working under their former director of uh, entrepreneurship, coaching entrepreneurs of all different uh, types and getting them established after COVID. So what ended up happening is that uh, Ms. Major shared with me that there was a squeegee initiative that the uh, Department of Human Services, in collaboration with the Greater Baltimore Urban League, uh, were starting. And so one of the things that we talked about was what the initiative could entail. And Tiffany, that's a great point. Um, Maybe that's a great first question to ask you is, what is the squeegee initiative? Well, we have actually named it uh, Project STRIPE, and what STRIPE stands for is Squeegee Training, Recovery, Individualized Planning, and Entrepreneurship. And the goal is to provide our participants with the tools and resources to overcome adversity, realize their potential, and help transform their world into a sustainable future for themselves and their families. That sounds like a great idea. Can we repeat that, um, what the acronym stands for again, STRIPE? Because I love that. I want to write that down and make sure we can spread the word about that. Definitely. STRIPE, again, stands for Squeegee Training Recovery 
individualized planning and entrepreneurship. That's perfect. Now, were you a huge part about the naming? Because that's kind of the first step. First, you realize, okay, we're going to work with the Department of Human Services on this very important hot button issue. And then you're coming up with a name and an an action plan. So was that kind of the first thing that you that you had to do to to get started? Definitely. And the whole thinking behind that was, you know, uh, teaching our young men and women how to earn their stripes in the community. And so, you know, coming up with this uh, kind of acronym for stripes was was fun. And so, uh, yeah, we came up with uh, squeegee training recovery, individualized planning, and entrepreneurship. I love it. And it rolls right off the tongue once you, we've heard it a couple of times. That's I can see like merchandise and t-shirts and everything else is going to be great. Um, so tell us about that program and the initiative. It's so important. Um, and it's really something that a lot of people in the city and in the, in the entire state have really been talking about what, what to do, um, what's the best plan. And it sounds like this is a great one. Um, let us know who it's going to serve and how and, you know, how many and that kind of thing that uh, I know you're in the very early stages of this about to get started. Right. But um, kind of what our, what our goal and overview is here. Definitely. So, I mean, you know, we have been tasked with trying to touch at least uh, 30 to 45 uh, youth in the city of Baltimore. Of course, Ms. Majors is, you know, projecting that we will touch more, which is definitely our goal. Uh, Our motto is services plus support equals success. And really what the Greater Baltimore Urban League is trying to do, in addition to our partners, is provide a unique opportunity and environment to Baltimore's underserved youth through experiences that nurture and build on their current strengths and interests. Uh, The goal is to allow them to have fun, learn, grow, and to create their own path to success. And this will prepare them to compete amongst their peers. That's a great idea. That's an awesome yeah. idea. Yeah, I love that. And it, this sounds like um, I wish somebody had come up with this thought sooner, but I think the time is now. You know, you guys are really yeah. going to have success with this, and that's awesome. And then we all benefit from that. Um, and so tell us who is sponsoring the project and for how long. And with sponsorships, I know maybe that's something that you're currently still looking for. And if you are, um, maybe you can appeal to people about that and any of the types of Um, people that can help out with something like this? Definitely. So that's where we are now. We are definitely in the uh, kind of marketing phase where we're putting the word out there. We have commitments from community partners, entrepreneurs, other government associations and organizations that have already, like I said, committed to be a part of this project. Um, We are working in in, uh, coalition with the department of Human Services Baltimore City, and they also have other partners that they'll be bringing to the table. And so we're still in the early phases, and we'll learn a little bit more about them in the latter part of the month. But uh, as I said, we have commitments from partners such as the Mayor's Office of Family and Children's Success, uh, also from organizations such as the Bamboo Project in Baltimore City, We also have uh, other collaboratives. We have IT programs, uh, OSHA programs, uh, you name it. (laughs) We kind of have different types of industries uh, saying that, look, we want to be a part of this. We want to help. We want to make a difference in the community. So it sounds like the response has been been very positive. It really has. Uh, As you stated, 
you know, now is the time. And I think that, you know, individuals around the city are starting to recognize and realize that if we don't do something now, you know, we, uh, we they're realizing the impact that it could have on the entire city. So we definitely want to step in and uh, make the difference. So when I talk about that difference, what we believe the difference is between our program and others is that we offer holistic wraparound services. So we're looking at not only doing some things within the uh, workforce and entrepreneurship uh, field, which is, you know, creating career pathway programs, also providing hands-on approaches to understanding entrepreneurship, financial management, conflict management, et cetera, but we're also providing family services. And so that would entail community development programming in which young people and their families can participate. And this can look like peer support groups, life planning processes, counseling activities, and much more. In addition, and this is one of the major uh, focuses of the program, because we feel like our young people uh, just oftentimes don't get the opportunity to kind of let their hair down and be young people. And so we also want to expose them to different opportunities. So we'll be doing some out-of-state travel for various uh, youth mentoring programs, in addition to some international travel. Uh, you know, so Ms. Uh, Majors is adamant about our young people, you know, experiencing a trip to either Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, where they, they get opportunity to see blue water, to see a different way of life. And so we're really excited about um, the movement of the program. Right that, that's really therapeutic and important to mention, too, because you're right. A lot of times, um, squeegee kids, and more often than not, they're supporting not only themselves, but their families and at a young age, too. And you're right. It is OK to just be a kid. And sometimes they don't have that luxury if they have to be a, a, a breadwinner, sometimes even one of the primary breadwinners. That's a lot of responsibility on a kid that really should just be studying, being a kid, maybe playing sports, maybe, you know, getting out to travel like that. Um, doesn't always happen for a lot of kids, especially kids that are in underserved communities that, um, you know, don't get out to a lot of green space and blue water, like you say. So I, I really applaud that because that's that's so, so important. And that was wraparound services and that holistic approach, I think, is really going to make the difference in success, you know? Yes, definitely. And when do you officially start? Is it something that um, this is obviously like in, you know, you're you're coming up with the with a plan and getting the word out now um, about it. But is there an official start date or, you know, red carpet rollout, if you will, or is it something that um, you haven't chosen that launch date yet? Or what, what kind of time frame are we talking about? Well, we have actually started the process of, you know, kind of doing the background work. And so that's where we are now. And that kind of began on March 1st. Uh, we are looking to host a launch event, possibly in mid-April, where we, it's kind of like a coming out party to the community, uh, to participants, to partners, and just kind of let them know what, you know, the information I just basically shared with you, and to also give out some of our marketing materials, and to give others the opportunity to kind of join in and jump in where they see fit. We definitely understand that this is a collaborative effort. There's no cookie-cutter answer to, you know, getting the job done, and so we're open members of the community to see, you know, what information they have to provide, to support. And we just have a listening ear at this point. So we're looking to really do a community uh, launch party in mid-April. And by then, we'll have our participants secured. 
like I say, we'll have, uh, you know, some partners secured as well. But also be an open house to say, like, look, this is what we're doing. You know, this is where we still have openings. This is where we still have room for uh, collaboration. And uh, what types of jobs are um, the kids involved in the program going to get from uh, Project Stripe and the Squeegee Initiative? So that's a great question. So we uh, have partnerships, like I said, with IT certifications, and I don't even, some of those certifications, I'm not even. Me too. I know. I, it's like something I know we should know, but it's not really our field of expertise. But what's great about the Greater Baltimore Urban League is that if it's not your specialty, you will find someone whose specialty it is, and they will be a mentor and an entrepreneur for you know, others. And, and that's what's so great. It's like we might have skills in one area, but not the other. But, you know, you're going to find somebody who does. And yeah. that's such an important um, field these days, really. Definitely. We're definitely going to find them. Uh, also, our logistics uh, companies have reached out and they are definitely willing to uh, train our young men and women in the field of commercial driving. Uh, so that's a hot uh, button industry right now, uh, pretty lucrative for uh, young people coming out of high school or coming out of uh, training programs. In addition, we have some uh, business certifications, uh, entrepreneurship certifications. We've partnered with uh, Santa Clara University out in California. They have a, a quick start entrepreneurship certification program that we will be exposing our youth to. In addition to, I, I think I mentioned earlier, some OSHA, OSHA training for, I think that's occupational safety hazards training that uh, young people can work on uh, construction sites, and they'll have these certifications to go onto various construction sites. We have partnerships with cosmetologists, barbers, uh, also estheticians for our young that are into skin care, hair care, things of that nature. So, I mean, like I said, the commitments are, um, uh, we have quite a few commitments. So, right now, it's just kind of honing in on what programs we are going to be able to offer within this first year. And mm -hmm. I think we talked about how many years the program would run. Right now, we have a three-year commitment. Oh, cool. And so, we, yeah, so we definitely want to, you know, make the best of this three years hit the ground running and equip our young people as much as possible. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying about the three years um, because that is important. And you, and each year you'll probably learn from what, you know, how you need to continue to grow. And, and then, you know, people won't be shy about the things that they need out of the program too, you know, which is great. Participation is so key. And you also brought up another good point that it is men and women. I think maybe sometimes people think of squeegees as being like young men at the corner, but yeah, can it, it can also include women in this program, certainly will include men and women? Definitely. Uh, ages 12 to 26. So we have a broad range of youth. And when I say youth, you know, a lot of times individuals think we're talking just K through 12. No, we're talking, you know, transition age uh, youth as well. Youth that have finished school and are still at this point where, you know, they're not necessarily interested in college per se, you know, they really don't know how to get into the career that they're interested in. And so these are also individuals that we will be working with through this program. So we'll be using a lot of our um, government uh, organizations and agencies as well. So we'll be partnering with DJJ. Uh, I've already talked about DHS. We talked about the Mayor's Office of Family and Children's Success. So we have a lot of uh, various community and, like I said, government partners that'll be referring youth 
and young adults to us as well. Great. And then these uh, mentors that will be working with the program, where will some of those mentors come from? You know, who are you looking for? If there's someone driving around this morning listening to the show and they think they might be a good fit, you know, you never know. Um, Who do you who are you looking for and and where do you think they're going to come from or do you hope that they're going to come from? Uh, well, we definitely are. We have commitments as well from, um, you know, various mentorship programs in the city, in addition to uh, PRPs as well. And so uh, PRPs are our uh, psychiatric rehabilitation programs. And so many of them have uh, individuals that are skilled in the area of trauma recovery. And so we definitely want to, uh, because we realize that, you know, being out in the streets, of Baltimore City and seeing some of the things that we all have seen, whether in person, whether on the news, can be very traumatic to our young people. And so we know that, you know, mind over matter is is the first thing that we need to tackle. And so we definitely want to make sure that we are working on the mindsets of our young people and continuously encouraging them. So of course we'll have skilled professionals, but also, you know, your your community entrepreneurs. You know, you all have something to offer as well. You know, even if it's just a stop in and a, a word of encouragement, if it's a phone call, if it's a discussion with our young people, we will definitely be opening the doors up and having uh, individuals from the community come in as well and provide that um, encouragement and support to our participants. Yeah, that really goes a long way. And uh, if someone's listening to that says, hey, I want to volunteer, I want to be able to assist, can anyone volunteer to assist like that? Well, I mean, of course, we'll have to do some uh, screening, you know, when working with our young people, but we are definitely open. Uh, I will provide my contact information and uh, individuals can get in contact with me. You know, like I said, there will be a screening process because we are definitely partnering uh, individuals up with our most precious commodity, our youth. So we need to make sure that they are equipped to, uh, you know, handle working with the youth. And so I will share my contact information and they can reach out to me if needed. Great, and we'll also share that information um, online as well, if that's okay with you, in our um, website article that we'll write at todays1019.com. Again, we're talking to Tiffany Page. She is the Director for Special Initiatives at Greater Baltimore Urban League, particularly about Project Stripe and the Squeegee Initiative that's uh, getting started here in Baltimore. And um, is there any specific need, Tiffany, that the program still has that the community can help with, whether it's um, with that wraparound support or apprenticeships, um, you know, the training and education, that sort of thing? Yeah, so definitely, we're definitely looking at patient uh, employers. Uh, if we have any employers out there who are, like I said, understand, you know, the population that we'll be working with and are willing to provide opportunities for patient and supported employment. And uh, like I said, we'll be facilitating our services on the other end, our mentoring, case management, and you know whatever specialized services we'll be offering on our end. But then we also want a home for uh, our young people. Once they graduate from the cohort, we wanna be able to offer them an opportunity to enter into the workforce or partner with a local entrepreneur uh, in a field of interest to them. So I definitely, you know, want to solicit all of our entrepreneurs and business owners out there. If you, you know, have a need and this is something that you have a heart for, I would definitely uh, encourage you to give me a call and reach out to me as well. 
Great. And do you want to give out your phone number now? Would that be a good time to do that? I can, Gina. That number is 301-800-1478. Excellent. And I can also also be reached uh, via email. That's uh, the letter T and then page, P-A-G-E at G-B-U-L dot O-R-G. That's correct. Excellent. So tpage at gbul.org. And by the way, that's a really important point for people to know that a lot of this information is available on your website, gbul.org. You're also very active on social media. People can follow the Greater Baltimore Urban League on Facebook, Twitter, IG, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, you name it. Um, You know, any way you can get the word out, I'm sure that especially with this squeegee initiative, Project Stripe, um, that's probably a big way of getting a hold of younger people is through social media like that, right? Definitely. And one of the good things that we'll be doing in the program is creating a mobile app for our young people. It'll almost act as a, a, navig- a navigator for those young folks. Uh, they'll be able to see who the community partners are. They'll be able to see where they are in proximity to those community partners. Uh, partners will be able to reach out to them uh, via the online app. So it'll be a, a really a hybrid experience. So we'll be doing some things in person. We'll be collaborating with uh, current uh, Greater Baltimore Urban League events, such as our Saturday Leadership Program. Um, but like I said, we'll also have the opportunity to do some things and enable the technology that we have and that our young people are already using. So that mobile app will definitely come in handy for our young people as well. Gosh, that's a great idea. That's incredible. You know, and this is going to, when this succeeds, and it will, it's this could be a national model for other communities and other cities in the country to sort of use as a guide for how to handle, you know, big things in the city that are, you know, that we're all kind of trying to figure out the best way to handle. I agree, Gina. And that's definitely the goal, to uh, create a model that's uh, sustainable and that's realistic uh, for our uh, for our young participants. And you know, gosh, you're a busy person, I'll tell you, because not only are you working on this, and this is your big, big initiative, of course, but you also had a very cool event recently. Um, and we got the five-minute warning already, so we definitely want to talk about Center Court, which was uh, February 24th, right? Tell us about that. You were involved with uh, Black Girls Ball 2, Black Girls Vote, and this was just a really cool coming together um, and way to reach people. So please, uh, I know it's a, a big point of pride. So tell us about that as well. Definitely a big point of pride. I had the opportunity to participate. Like I said, I was just kind of joining and it was just an overwhelming response from the community. It was a public-private uh, partnership with involving Greater Baltimore Urban League, involving the Downtown Partnership of Baltimore, there were other businesses uh, that were involved, and they were all local uh, businesses owned by uh, women of color. And so this is an amazing thing to see, in addition to, of course, all the uh, HBCUs coming out for the CIAA. Uh, there were fashion shows. It was just a, a wonderful experience of food, culture, family. And so I was just blessed to be a part of it, blessed that, to be a part of it. That's awesome. And I, 
I love that the, the expression to lead her ship. It was emphasis on yeah. her like that. It's just so much to be proud of. And is that something that you're going to continue to do? We're blessed that the CIAA tournament is going to be here in Baltimore for a few more years to come and hopefully long after that. So is this something had you done that before? And if so, um, or if you hadn't or had, um, is it something you want to continue to do in the future? I do believe that this is an initiative that Greater Baltimore Urban League has done before, and I definitely think it's something that uh, will continue and uh, that uh, the Greater Baltimore Urban League will continue to be a part of. Our leader had an opportunity to be a guest speaker, and so it was just wonderful watching Ms. Majors in action, uh, speaking on um, topics and subjects relevant to Black women in leadership. And so it was just an amazing opportunity. Yeah, because when she tells her story, I mean, she's the the, the best. She really is. She's the president and chief executive officer for a reason. She uses her connections and her knowledge and her just bringing people together like nobody I've ever seen. Um, just yeah. hearing her wisdom, even for a minute or two, you know, hearing her speak is just it's incredible. So anytime people have the opportunity to get out and, and hear Tiffany Majors and her message, um, please, please do it because you will learn something every single time. I totally agree. I yeah. totally agree. For sure. Well, tell us again, um, real quick, we got a couple minutes left. Is there anything else people need to know about your upcoming Squeegee Initiative, Project Stripe? And once again, tell us what those letters in Stripe stand for, that acronym, because it's going to be just rolling off the tongue for everybody. For Squeegee Training, Recovery, Individualized Planning, and Entrepreneurship. So we just want to encourage everyone to uh, reach out. Again, reach out to me. Uh, my email address, again, is T. P-A-G-E at G-B-U-L dot org. Uh, also, my number is 301-800-1478. Again, we're looking for those patient employers, uh, patient mentors who want to provide support to our uh, young people. Uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also uh, at the gbul.org website. Yep, and that is gbul.org. Always a wealth of information um, about everything that you have going on. Because this is, we've just kind of touched the surface on just one of the big projects that you're working on now. But we welcome you back again. We look forward to talking to you again um, next quarter and catch up with all the great work you're doing in our community. We've been talking to Tiffany Page. Director for Special Initiatives at the Greater Baltimore Urban League. Thank you so much for your time, Tiffany. And is there anybody, real quick, we've got one minute left. Is there anybody, uh, I know you don't do it alone. You've got an incredible team there. We've mentioned Tiffany Majors and your other, um, you know, and also the city that you've been working with, the Department of Human Services in Baltimore. You mentioned Downtown Partnership. I mean, gosh, it, it takes a village, truly. So is there is there anyone else that we haven't um, mentioned that you wanted to thank that's helping you spearhead this project? Uh, I just like, like I said, I just want to keep reiterating the uh, the team and the community. I just want to thank everyone for the support. I also want to thank my family for putting up with me, my three sons. So that's important. Experience. That's awesome. Uh, that's great. And it's just like uh, we're on the heels of the Oscars uh, this past Sunday night. So it's kind of like, you know, don't forget the most important thing is family. I'm glad we remembered that for sure. Uh, thank you so much, Tiffany. It was great to meet you and I appreciate your time and all the great work you're doing. And we'll, we look forward to having you on again soon. And you all, thank you for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.